Welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I'm so excited today because today we are chatting with one of my clients, Megan, who she's incredible. I cannot wait for you to hear her story. She's currently in the group coaching program, Mind Your Hormones 101. And similar to the episode with Amanda about transitioning off birth control, we are going to be talking about her entire experience, but this is not about transitioning off birth control this time. It's about a totally different topic, but I still think it's really, really powerful for you to hear from other people that may have a little bit of a different story than I do. So you can connect with other people's story as well. So a little bit about Megan before we get started. So Megan, she's a nerdy and enthusiastic writer. She's a podcaster. She's a professor. She has a PhD in English. She's super passionate about critical thinking, personal growth, and self-empowerment, which is amazing. She um, lives in a lake country in rural Minnesota, and she earned three degrees in English, which is wild. So she's very scholarly. She has her BA and MA from University of North Dakota, and her PhD is from Indiana University of of Pennsylvania. So right now she lives and works as an adjunct professor professor of English at a really small college in Iowa with her husband, Roger, teaching classes in writing, research writing, and literature. And she's also working on creating a guide to journaling and writing an enemies to lovers romance novel. How freaking cool. And in the future, she wants to develop a writing mentorship and a publishing house and a scholarship fund for young women to apply to college. So literally she does all the things. She's super passionate, multi-passionate, does so many different things. So clearly she needed her health to be on point to do all of these things. So I will list all of this stuff in the show notes, of course, but that was just like the little highlight reel of Megan. But Megan, I'm so happy you're here. What is going on? Oh my gosh, Corinne. I am so excited to be here. Like, it's just surreal to be on a podcast that I listen to like, you know, every, what is it? Tuesday or yeah, Tuesday and Friday. So (laughs) thank you so much for letting me be here. Yes, of course. I'm so excited to chat with you. So I gave everyone the like, you know, Reader's Digest version of you and what you're all about, but um, give us a little bit about who you are and what really got you interested in working on your health. Yeah. So as you said, I, I want to do all the things, <laughs> right? I want to do all the things. I have all these goals and ambitions and things that I want to do, but I realized that I can't do any of it if I can't put my health first. Yeah, I can't get where I want to go and help other people if I can't pour into myself. And so that was the big thing. And I feel like being a professor, it's constantly about empowering your students, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's about making sure their needs are being met, making sure that they're learning, dealing with some of the things that they're navigating in their personal lives and then as you know, in their school lives. And it's about pouring into them, right? It's like, you're always pouring, <laughs> pouring mm-hmm. out of yourself and into someone else. Yes. And 
I just realized this past year and teaching in a pandemic is really difficult, right? But I just realized that I was pouring from nothing (laughs) and I was getting burnt out and I was getting frustrated and I was so stressed out. And I just knew that I needed to put my health first because I was having a ton of weight problems. I was starting to experience like hair loss, facial hair, mood swings, these cravings, crazy cravings. And I just wasn't managing stress well. And I even had this crazy pain I couldn't identify in my Achilles. I just felt like I was falling apart. Mm. And I just knew that there had to be something wrong because in the past I went to the doctor, it was a different job. You know, you had to get a physical like, or whatever. And they had you do blood work. I swear to God, that fall, we had to get blood work. Like every other day is what it felt like, but it was awful, but it was also good because it kind of put some, um, problems I was experiencing like on the radar. Right. So I would, you know, go to the doctor and I was working out like crazy. Cause at the time it was, this was like in, um, 2018 into 2019 and I would go to the doctor and they were like, okay, well, you know, your blood sugar levels aren't alarming, but like, it's kind of somewhat concerning. Mm. And I was like, I'm working out like crazy. Like I'm doing all of these things. Like what's, I, I don't know what's going wrong. And they were like, well, you're just that unlucky person. Oh you're, my yeah. God. You're just that unlucky person, that woman with a terrible metabolism. Like you just have none. It's fine. What? And yeah. Yeah. And they were like, you're just that person. You just have no metabolism. So to me, <laughs> it translated into like everything had to be extreme. Can't do this. Can't do that. Have to work out like crazy, you know, and doing all these things. And I was trying to get ready like for my wedding. So, and I know how you feel about the hashtag sweating for the wedding. So, (laughs) but it was like doing all of that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So it's like, I was doing all of that. And it's just, I had this narrative in my head coming from medical professionals telling you, Megan, you have no metabolism. I'm like, okay. And, you know, they put me on metformin, right? Which probably doesn't surprise you. They put mm-hmm. me on fentermine, which for those of you who don't know, is an extreme like weight loss drug. And when I was on that, I thought I was going to die. Wow. <laughs> it was just awful. Um, they didn't tell me. And I don't want, and this is not to like take a crap all over medical professionals. It's just, you know, right. Um, the doctors are necessary for sure, but they didn't tell me that with fentermine, you really couldn't have caffeine. <laughs> and oh my God. I just maintained my, at the time, like four, five cups, six cups of coffee a day. And I thought I was going to die. I wow. had, my heart was just racing and it was awful. Um, and I've, now I feel like I'm getting into too many details, but yeah, oh it just, all that stuff was going on. And I just, I got to this point then when we started to work together here in 2021, and I was just like, I just, I need help. Like I'm trying to do all these things. I have this big, you know, truckload of baggage from past things that I've been told narratives and stories I'd be telling myself. But I'm just like, I just need some help. I need a different perspective Mm. to help me get unstuck. Oh my God. So good. Okay. There's so much in there that we're going to dive into right now. So first of all, thank you so much for sharing all of that because I know someone listening right now, maybe you, who can really connect with so many things that you just said. So first, let's talk about how you said that you kept pouring into other people and you were like, eventually there's just no more to pour. And as women, people in general, but I feel like just generally women, especially because that's most of the people that are listening to this podcast, 
feel like that at, at one point and another. So I'm sure that wasn't the first time you felt like that. It wasn't like, oh, all of a sudden I feel like I'm giving so much other people. Now let me give back to myself and let me, you know, invest in my health and do all this. Mm-hmm. So what made it different? Cause we were, we've been connected for a bit on, um, online. So yeah. what made it different where you finally were like, okay, now I know it's the time where I really need to do something because most of the time in this field and health in general, we go years and years without actually being like, okay, I'm done. I need to make a change. And it's unfortunate that we do that because if we did it earlier, it could make things so much easier, but that's just how it is because a lot of times we think that suffering is just part of it. And we hear this terrible narrative, especially when your doctor is telling you, you don't have a metabolism, which we're going to get to that in a minute. But what made this time different for you where you were finally like, okay, I'm done. I need to make a change. Yeah. So I think it was just that I was at rock bottom. I felt like it was rock bottom. And I'm like, I just keep gaining weight. I can either keep buying bigger pants or I can try to do something about it. And the things that I was doing, working out more or starving, right? Like just weren't doing it for me. It wasn't producing any kind of results. And the class load that I had this year was just, you know, crazy. And I just, I was like, I need to do something for me. And I have the most supportive husband ever. And he was like, yeah, like you are worth the investment. Like we need to do something because the quote unquote traditional medical system just wasn't working. It was just pill pushing. There was no strategy. There was no concrete path forward. Right. Mm. And with your class, you know, your, your course, I just feel like it breaks it down and you know, the science behind the choices. And I just knew that if I could work with someone one-on-one and know the science behind the choices and have a path forward other than, Hey, go lose weight, go work out, go do this, go do that. I just knew that it was going to give me tools. And as a professor, I'm all about the tools, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I knew that I would have tools to be able to support myself moving forward. And I'd be able to stick with it long-term because I knew the science and the rationale behind what I was going to be choosing to do. Yes. I just talked about that today. I think on my Instagram about how knowing the why behind it is so important. Not only the why behind why you are doing this and why you're deciding to make these changes, but the why behind the changes you're making. Because like Mm -hmm. you said, if someone's just telling you to do something and you have no idea why you're doing it, it's like, well, well, what is the point? Like it doesn't hold any validity to it, right? Like just like Mm -hmm. with pushing pills or something at the doctor, it's like, well, is this even working? And clearly it wasn't because you you tried that route. And again, we're not talking, we're not telling anyone to get off their medications or shitting Mm -hmm. on all the medical community. There obviously is a time and place, but it's just a lot of women who struggle with hormonal imbalances really don't get the support that they need because it's a lot more than just taking a pill because it affects your entire body, affects every system in your body. And we obviously don't know that because we aren't taught this information. So, okay, that's amazing. And then when you went to the doctor, so they said that your blood sugar isn't alarming, right? So a lot of times with blood work, I experienced this. So many of my clients, so many of the women in the program with you have experienced um, normal blood work, uh, whether that's your thyroid is, is in normal, quote unquote, normal range, or your testosterone isn't that high, your estrogen isn't that high, your blood sugar for you, it's not alarming. A lot of times we don't 
Uh, we're not told to do anything about our health until it is in that alarming range. And mm-hmm. as it is, the normal ranges on blood work are not optimal ranges. Most people don't feel good when we just fall in that normal range. So when your doctor is telling you this, and then he's, or is it a man? I'm just assuming. It was a woman. It was a woman. Actually. Okay, see? Yeah, she was a woman. You know, you're all good. And not to, not to say anything bad about this either, but she was a nurse practitioner. Okay. Nurse practitioner. Okay. So she was telling you that your blood sugar is not alarming and that you're just one of those unlucky people who have a slow metabolism, which mm-hmm. when you know the science behind your hormones, you know that your hormones regulate your metabolism. So you don't have a broken metabolism. You have hormones that are out of balance. So your metabolism metabolism is not working properly. So I want you to just, if you can go back to that day or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and what were the emotions that you were feeling when you were sitting in that doctor's office and, and she was telling you that? Oh my gosh. I was so frustrated, so mm-hmm. frustrated and just yeah. so angry because I felt like I was just slipping through the cracks You know, Mm. like I was being handed a, some kind of a sentence is what it felt like (laughs) with no plan, with no plan of attack, with just nothing to help me going forward, you know? And so it was really frustrating. And in other ways, like I remember being on the phone with my mom, I'm like, yeah, I'm just one of those unlucky people that has just a crap metabolism. And she's like, well, it's, you know, it's good to know, but that also kind of sucks. And it's like, it's true. And then I remember one of our first interactions over Instagram, it was like on one of your Instagram lives and, you know, you were asking people like, oh, like what are some of the things you're navigating? And I literally just typed that in. Like I have no metabolism. You're like, uh, that's not true. Oh my God, I don't remember that. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. You were like, you'd be dead if that was the case. So like- (laughs) I say ridiculous things on there. Yeah, so like, you know, so it's just like, there had to be something else like wrong. And that was my first sort of- trigger, I guess you could say where it was like, okay, something else is probably going on. It's not just this one and done black and white sentence of, Hey, Megan, you have no metabolism. Right. So I started to learn for the first time, like question and wonder like, Oh, well, maybe it's not just this one thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you try to consult Dr. Google and that's a nightmare. And so it's just like, I just was whirling and twirling and around into just Mm -hmm. like a pretzel or like you're in a (laughs) canoe, just paddling on the one side, just in circles, (laughs) you know? And so, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, to answer your question, very frustrated, very Mm -hmm. lost, very confused. Yeah, of course. I I love those analogies, by the way. I've, of course, I felt like that when I wasn't getting my period, when I was experiencing all these things, like you look all this stuff up online, you try this doesn't work. You try this doesn't work. You're like, what is happening? So did, did she, I'm assuming no, but mine's well, might as well ask, did she present to you any other strategies? If she's like, okay, your blood sugar is not alarming, but here's how you could maybe change it with some nutrition things. Or, you know, was it just immediately medication? What was that conversation? It was immediately medication. Mm. Yeah. Um, so she didn't push the fentanyl right away. It was pushed the metformin straight away. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, it, it almost felt, and I'm sure so many women can connect to this, very accusatory, where it was yes. like she came in and she's like, okay, you got to lose some weight. And then I like was ready to go, like rearing and ready to go to say, look, I've been doing this workout program. It is extreme. It is extreme hit training, weightlifting, mm-hmm. all the things for an hour a day. Yes. How, how is this not 
helping me. Right. Right. And she's like, well, it's probably just like your diet. So like, what do you eat? You know, type of thing. And that's where the accusatory really started to like come in Mm. where it was like, you must be doing something wrong, something horribly wrong because nobody can work out like you're working out. If what you say is true and be having this weight loss resistance. Right. And so she really made me go look at like what I was eating. And yeah, I could cut back on some things like here or there, Mm -hmm. but I was running out of things to cut. Mm -hmm. I was running out of things to, you know, change up in my diet, right? Because it was like a solid, um, you know, in my mind, a solid diet of like oatmeal in the morning, like salad and like chicken at night. And it just Mm -hmm. was so boring. And I was running out of things to cut out. Like I was facing just eating a bowl of like lettuce at night. Like that's like what I felt like I was facing because there was, I was, there was not much more to cut out. Right. Oh my gosh. I I got chills when you said that, when you (laughs) said the, it was accusatory because it really is when someone is telling you, oh, well, it's clearly something you're doing. You're the reason why you're not losing weight. It's like, well, do you see what I'm doing? I I'm, I can't eat any less or I will starve. I can't work out anymore. And this is such a common thing, which I mean, so many women I talk to every day are like, I'm working out five, six days a week. I'm eating salads. I'm having smoothies. I'm doing all the things like I cannot lose weight. And if this is you and you're listening right now, know that that clearly is not the path to what you need or else it would be working, right? And it's not your fault. It's because there is an imbalance in your hormones. Your hormones regulate your metabolism, your thyroid, like everything is all connected. All these different hormones in your endocrine system are all connected. And if one is out of whack, it's going to cause all the rest of them to be out of whack. And that is why your body is not responding the way you want it to. And it's doing that on purpose because it's your body telling you like, hey, something is wrong you're doing all this stuff. It's not helping. I'm trying to get the support I need and I'm not getting it. So whenever things like that are happening, if you are someone who is eating less and working out more and you're not seeing any results, there is a hormone imbalance going on almost always. That's like almost always what it is. And once you know that, and you're like, Oh, I could work out like four times a week, maybe three or four times a week and like eat meals where I'm full and, and then lose weight. It's like, it seems crazy when you're in that place. You're like, no, 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 this like, this is not possible. It's not going to work, but it is. It's because when you heal that blood sugar imbalance, everything changes and what you were doing, which now, you know, but for the listener, when you are working out more and eating less, you're making that blood sugar worse. And it's crazy to me that doctors, nurses, whoever, don't know that. And they're literally prescribing you to do more of that. And then just putting you on the medication, which your experience with metformin, I forget how long you were on it. Did it for most people, it really messes up their gut. So I'm assuming that, did you have, I don't know how long you were on it. I forget, but did you have like a lot of um, stomach pain or anything like that? A lot of people um, experience that when they're on metformin, which for if those of you who don't know, metformin is a medication that um, is mostly prescribed to people who do have PCOS, which we'll get into that with Megan's story too, um, to help balance blood sugar levels. Um, It didn't affect me too terribly, actually. I just remember being like ashamed and annoyed that I had to take it, Mm. but then it not really making a difference, 
you know, um, really didn't do much. And I think like, as you were talking, I was just like sort of flipping through my memory book. Right. And it's like, I remember going back and having to get more blood drawn like a month later, just to see if it was making a difference. And I actually think the blood sugar level was even higher or whatever thing they test for was even higher. So, Mm. you know, I just, I don't know. I just remembered that. Yeah. Okay. So before, before we get into other stuff, while we're on this topic, how is your nutrition and lifestyle different now than it was then? And how is your blood sugar levels? I don't even mean on a blood test, but I mean your weight loss progress, your feeling better, like all of that stuff. Like what is the difference from then till now emotionally? And then like what you're actually doing? Yeah. Well, first, my very first thought is like back then I thought I had a healthier relationship, like with food and all this different stuff. Mm -hmm. But when I, when I'm the person I am now talking today and looking back at that woman, you know, two, three years ago, whatever it was, I feel like enough now. And I was not, did not feel like I was enough then. Yeah. Because I, oh my gosh, I would step on the scale every single day. I would agonize over everything I would eat. And then if I went up like 0.2 pounds, that would just be a disaster. Mm. I would freak out. And, you know, I think I do have in the past, definitely as a teenager, um, and then definitely still into grad school up until, you know, recently, I think there was lots of like disordered eating tendencies in there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I just feel, I just feel so much better. I don't step on the scale. Don't own a scale. Love it. (laughs) Just sort of, (laughs) yeah, just sort of go based on how I feel. And I just feel Mm -hmm. so much better. And I don't remember the last time I've done a hit workout or anything like that. I just go for walks every day. Like mm-hmm. even today, um, I, you know, five and a half miles and like a couple Amazing. months ago, that wouldn't be possible because I was in so much pain <laughs> with yes, my Achilles. Like it just, it felt like they were going to snap, <laughs> you oh know, yeah. and it was just painful. I didn't want to move at all, you know? And so, but then, and in terms of like food and stuff too, mm-hmm. I would eat tons of like little food all day long, right? Like mm-hmm. six to eight little things. Right. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, it's the solid three meals a day. Got to make sure you have the protein fiber and the fat, right? Like I'm just it. like thinking in a whole new way. And I know that when I put the stuff together, it's like, this is going to make me feel good. This is going to make me feel satiated. Like this is a step forward in a good way, you know? So, I mean, I can't say like, there's been tons of weight loss, like, you know, um, progress, I guess, in that Mm -hmm. traditional sense, but and it's the summer, so I hang out in sweatpants all day. So it's like, you know, (laughs) you can't really tell if the jeans actually fit, but I know that when it comes back to, you know, the fall, when I put the teaching clothes back on, I just know I'm going to feel better Mm -hmm. because I know that I'm doing better. Yes. And this is why I, so, um, I, I love sharing wins that are not always scale wins, right? It's not always how many pounds did we lose? Like I rarely ever, I don't think I've ever asked that in our group courses. Like, okay, guys on our calls, how many pounds did we lose today? Never once did that question ever come out of my mouth because I hope that no one even has a scale. So I don't even ask that. But one of the questions that you actually asked that sparked a podcast I did before on how long does it take to balance your hormones out? A lot of times when we have been going through something like this has been something you've been struggling with for years, right? This blood sugar resistance, this mm-hmm. blood sugar imbalance that you've been dealing with for years. 
we want, just as humans, the first result to be weight loss, right? We want immediately, like most of the time, right? That's what we want, like right away. We think that that's going to show that like things are working. But mm-hmm. a lot of times there's so many things that happen before that, like your quality of life stuff, like reducing cravings. I know that was a huge one for you. The mm-hmm. pain in your Achilles, like having more energy, like you don't even need caffeine really anymore. What are you down to like one cup a day, I think? I or no more pop, like just it's all straight decaf now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like this is one cup. It's <laughs> amazing. Right? Yes. And this is just in like what 11 weeks it's been now, 11 weeks mm-hmm. that this has been going on, which is incredible. And because it's not, it's one step at a time, right? It's one week at a time, all these changes, one step at a time. So eventually that is going to just continue. You're going to continue feeling better. You're going to continue being able to maintain a healthy weight for you as mm-hmm. this progresses and as you balance your hormones out more because our hormones just don't become balanced overnight, right? Like it's a continuous process because they're so intricate, they're so delicate. That also doesn't mean they're always going to be forever in balance because things happen like stressful situations or we're not getting a lot of sleep or we're traveling, whatever it is. But knowing where it's coming from and what you need to do is so empowering. And I love speaking of emotional, you know, emotional tendencies with food and how you felt. So when you were eating prior, when you were just having like a salad or chicken or whatever, did you, you probably, okay, I don't want to say, I don't want to put it words in your mouth. Did you feel like you were still going to gain weight or still not going to succeed even after doing that? And then now do you just feel more confident in your choices when you're when you're creating meals or do you just feel differently about food when you're eating it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. So it's like before I probably would have like the me two years ago, probably would have looked up facts about avocados and would have had a (laughs) conniption because it has quote unquote so much fat in it. Right. But the me now today, I'm like, yes, give me that gluten-free avocado toast because it's just so good. And you feel so good when Mm. you're actually eating it. So I would emotionally, I guess you could say, categorize foods into different like camps, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, this is good food. This is bad food. You know, look for the food that has the lowest amount of everything in it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now I don't necessarily like do that. I just know that there's certain go-to foods to eat it, Mm -hmm. you know, don't necessarily measure it or freak out or count it. You just eat it. (laughs) Right. Right. Amazing. Oh my God. That's huge. Cause a lot of times we just hear too about, you know, calorie counting and doing all this stuff and the emotional, or even just the symptom wise, right. Of, you know, continuously gaining weight or I have migraines or I'm really constipated or I'm struggling with acne or, or I have really painful periods, but we don't necessarily always talk about the emotional side of things. And that's what we really dive into a lot on our coaching calls. And that just like naturally comes up with starts with nutrition, right? Like with everything that for me, it was too. it starts with nutrition. And then you realize it goes so much deeper than that. And mm-hmm. healing those deeper levels are what really makes the change and the, the, the field good difference in us is when we really break through those barriers of like, why was I feeling unworthy? Why was I feeling like I wasn't good enough? Why was I feeling like this emotional block of being consistent? Like all of that is underneath everything and, and really targeting that and really like moving through that is so life-changing on like every single level. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get that 
with a traditional medical doctor. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with the medical doctors, right? Like exactly. making that disclaimer once again here, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's just different. Like right. working with you is just different. You know, there's, there's <laughs> holistic support, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, it just is so beneficial, you know, because mm. there are those other emotional things. And I think before, because I mean, if you want to, it's all about how you define success, right? So if you want to get technical mm. about it, I was quote unquote successful with, you know, some weight loss that I had in the past. Like as soon as the fentramine kicked in, of course, it's going to make massive difference. And I did lose a ton of weight, you know, in a really short amount of time. But it came back for a couple exactly. reasons because one, it's not a solution. It's a Band-Aid, right? A really right. terrible Band-Aid over a massive hemorrhage, right? Mm-hmm. And for two, <laughs> it's, you know, there was no healing of tons of emotional, I don't know if I even want to call it trauma, but potential trauma like yeah. underneath it, yes. you know, with like the diet culture and all like the decisions I would make in the past and how I would feel about my own body, like tons of emotional stuff going on there. And so, mm. you know, working with you, it's yes about the physical, but it's not, it's never, ever been about the weight ever, yes. you know, that might be why, you know, I jumped in along with, you know, the other aesthetic things of like hair, like I seriously mm-hmm. in January felt like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to shave my head and like start from scratch. Cause it was just falling out. Yeah. But Has that improved. Yeah. Yeah. Tons <laughs> after, yes. you know, um, your recommendations for like better shampoo and all this other stuff and just, you know, no more like toxic, um, mm-hmm. dry shampoo. I'm very confident that that's the reason that it was like all falling out, but yes. you know, it's, it starts in a place of aesthetics and mm-hmm. has moved to a deeper, deeper place. Yes. And that's where the sustainability comes in. Cause just like you said, the medication made you drop weight real quick, which of course you could do that in many different ways, but that's not going to make it sustainable, which is why if we are speaking of weight loss for whoever is listening, if this is something that you want if it, if you want it to be sustainable, where you create an actual lifestyle around it, so you don't have to always feel like you're on a diet, it's never going to be like you drop 10 pounds in a week. It's going to be a slow, consistent pace because you're creating a lifestyle around it. So you don't have to overhaul your whole life. You don't have to yo-yo diet. You don't have to feel like, oh, I'm eating just salads during the week and then I'm indulging on the weekends. Like it doesn't need to feel like that when you make it something that is sustainable. And same thing, like you said, with the medication, it makes you drop weight real quick, but you didn't heal any of the emotional stuff with it. And if you don't heal that emotional stuff, there is no way you're going to be able to be sustainable or to be consistent with anything, whether that's with food or with working out or with whatever it is, healing whatever that emotional wound is, which you a lot of times we don't really know it until we get going, right? Until we like really start working there. We have people ask us some good questions and things come up with even like not really liking shopping because we don't like how our body feels. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. summer right now. This is like such a huge topic. And a recent podcast episode, I just talked about how I used to hate going to the beach in a two piece because not for weight reasons, but because of the body hair that I would have on my lower stomach and I would tweeze it. And it looked like, I remember, I think it was maybe my dad or my uncle one day on the beach. He was like, Oh my God, what happened? You have like so many mosquito bites on your stomach. And I was like, Nope. Nope. That's not what it is. Great. This is super embarrassing. Thank Um, you for noticing. Yeah. Thanks for (laughs) noticing. That's really great. Um, so it was horrible, but I don't even remember the point of what I was talking about. 
Um, but the emotional part of everything, it really does go back to that and, and feeling like you are worthy, whether before or after you lose weight before, after the facial hair is gone, like that is the stuff that we really need to talk about. And I'm so glad you are so open to all of that. Um, which of course is everything. I mean, I could talk to someone until they're blue in the face. If they're not open to doing the work that's required, it's not Mm -hmm. going to happen. And you are someone who's so open to all of that. Yeah. Well, and it's just so funny because when I first like jumped into this and I knew I was going to get quote unquote bad news about caffeine, like I knew it was coming. (laughs) I just knew it was, you know, but, and I, I was at first, I was like, I was mad about it. I was angry. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, like, but I had made coffee such a huge part of my identity. And then I started to question like, why, for what, why does freaking coffee have to be a part of who I am? It doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it was really, and that's emotional, right? That's straight up emotional. That's just being stubborn and silly, you know, (laughs) but it's real. And I just, you know, and I mean, this is coming from someone who would drink an entire, like whatever, however many ounce, you know, 32 ounce, like French press of coffee by herself a day, Yeah, you know, I mean, there was a lot of caffeine, like a ton of caffeine. Yeah, And I have gone from all the caffeine to seriously none. And yeah. I have energy, energy levels. I was just oh, gonna say, yeah, tons of energy. Yeah, <laughs> you it's know, crazy. people don't believe me. I'm like, you will have more energy when you don't drink caffeine, and they're like, yeah. no, it's not possible. But it's so true. And if you just give yourself the gift of trying, yes. then you know, you have no idea where you're going to be. Like if you told me, you know, you're going to be off caffeine, I'd be like, oh, that's really funny. Like don't (laughs) joke about that. That's a part of my identity. That's who I am. Don't take away my coffee. Right. Yes. But you know, and I don't know, but my point is just that that's like emotional. That's something to work through. And I feel like we tell ourselves stories all of the time of what we can or can't do or what we can or can't handle or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And it's just not true. And working my way through coffee is going to help me work through some other stuff, right? Yes. Um, And because now I'm fully through the the course, Mm -hmm. I now have all the tools and all the things to start confronting other stories like, oh man, it's inconvenient that I can't have the gluten, right? And so right Mm -hmm. there, there's tons of stuff to already work through that I am now equipped to work through. So it's not the can't have, and it's so hard to, that I can work through and I can reframe and I can set myself up for success. So the emotional is just as important, if not potentially more important than Mm -hmm. the actual science and the information. Oh my God. I love that. I love that because having, right. Like it's like transferring strategies and tools from your health to even other areas of your life. Right. Like it's just when you learn these strategies, when you learn to reframe things around food or around working out or around your health, you can reframe things about your job, about your relationship, about your, just how you're showing up. Like it's just these tools that you learn that could be applied to so many different things. So I love Mm -hmm. that you said that. That is so amazing. Um, okay. A couple more things before we wrap this up. So I'm, I'm sure there was some fear around joining the group program, right? Around aside from the investment, I'm sure that's of course, always number one. Someone, everyone always has struggles with that because investing in ourselves is the hardest thing to do ever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you could talk about that if you'd like to, but aside from that, or in addition to that, was there fear around, you know, losing the lifestyle you have and having to create a new one or maybe it not working? Like what were the fears that did come up? 
Yeah. So when I, I have a journal entry that is about this very topic where I'm like writing about it, where I'm like, oh my gosh, holy shit. Like I just dropped whatever amount of money to do this. And I just sort of like went on and on about how it was scary to do it. I was like, well, I don't even know like if I'm worth it. Right. Mm. And then I was asking myself literal questions, like writing them down. Like what if this doesn't work? So the mindset that I went into it and I even like on the next page, I can see it so clearly in my head on the next page. I was like, why are you even preparing for it to fail when it hasn't even started? Oh, right? that's so good. We do and that so often. Yeah. I just, I was already prepared for it to fail. Yes. And, you know, because so many other things in the past weren't working out, weren't working kept failing. And then it made me feel like crap and just all these things. And then I just realized I was like, okay, you signed up for this for a reason, Mm -hmm. you know, you invested the money. So you're going to put your best foot forward and you're going to do the very best that you can. You're not going to be perfect at it, but you're going to be open. You're going to learn. And we're just going to see what happens because every good thing that ever happens doesn't happen overnight, right? Like it takes time. Time. And so that was my main thing. It was fear over the money, which I'm sure everyone can connect with. Right. But then it's also going to that really negative place of like, what if this doesn't work? Mm, Oh my gosh. I, that like, that was a mic drop moment. So freaking good. And like, what, where would you be? Right. And I know if you didn't move through that fear, like where would you be if you didn't move through that fear? It's I like, know. I, I don't even want to know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's crazy not even, to think about yeah. it. Like, because so often when we are going to do something scary and I've done so many scary things this last year, like leaving a full-time, you know, career in the middle of a pandemic, leaving a pension, leaving benefits, starting a business on my own, like there's so many different things. Right. And if we always look at it with this question, which most of us do, what if it doesn't work instead, if we flip it to like, what if it does, right? Like, how much better could it get? How good could it, could it get? And just switching that script. It's like, think about how many things that maybe you haven't done because you were scared to do. And maybe how differently things could have worked out if you did it, if you just like moved through the fear and did it. Because so often we think that when there's fear present, that's like, oh, nope, we got to stop. I can't do anything. I'm scared. So I can't do it. It's like, no, this is just your comfort zone is letting you know that your, your new comfort zone, I guess, is letting you know that your old comfort zone is now not like not keeping up with you, right? Like you need to move Mm -hmm. through that. And that is so huge that you were like, you were expecting it to fail before it even started. And that's probably because like you said, you tried so many other things that didn't work and you were just like, why is this going to work? But some reason, I don't know if you make decisions in your gut or what it is for you. You were just like, I have to do this. So I'm just going to give it my best. And you have given it your best, which is why you've had (laughs) such an amazing experience. Yeah, for sure. For, For me. Yeah. I make decisions like there's just a knowing there, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it, it, I don't know if it's like a gut thing or if it's like a heart thing or mm-hmm. both together, it just a feels knowing. aligned. It feels right. There's just a knowing there. And I was like, I just have to do this. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> you know, for me too. Are you a manifesting generator? Totally. Side no, topic. I'm actually a projector. You're a projector. Okay. Yeah. It, and what's your, what's that called? Like, is it authority sacral? authority? Yes. What's my, authority? yeah. My, so my authority is actually, I can, you know, I, I go to a place of being like, you know, really emotional. Right. And even if I'm really down or really like high, those are mm. not places to make decisions 
emotions in. I need to, you know, let those emotions, you know, simmer and just sort Mm -hmm. of settle down. And then I will come into a center of like knowing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So making decisions when I'm not being influenced by other people and not having an extreme emotional response. Love that. For people who have no idea what we're talking about, we're talking about human design. You could easily Google it, put in your birthday, date, time, location. Gives you so mm-hmm. much information. So anyway, sorry to cut you off. I don't remember what you were saying. No, no, you're, you're good. I don't remember <laughs> what I was saying either. But um, but okay. yeah, just know like making decisions. Yeah, it just, yeah. it just, it is, it does. It boils down to a sense of knowing. Yes, for me. I love that. I love that. So, okay. Um, a couple more things. So when you were thinking of, you know, when you started this adventure, what were you expecting the outcome to be or hoping, I guess, the outcome to be? And is it what is what is the outcome what you expected or is it something different? Oh my gosh. That is such a good question. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Oh my gosh. So I, what I wasn't expecting, like, like the unexpected mm-hmm. was that I didn't realize how much like anxiety I was holding on to, like mm-hmm. in my gut. And that oh. might sound weird or I crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I, as soon as I started to like get the, you know, get the sugar and all that stuff out of my diet, I just, Mm -hmm. I felt so much better. Like there's no other word to like describe it. You just feel better. Like there wasn't, I did not realize how much anxiety I was Mm. holding on in there because sugar creates anxiety. Right. Right. And I didn't realize how much of that I was holding on to. And once I started to get rid of that, I didn't feel as stressed out. And like, of course it's the summer. So I'm doing, you know, all the research projects I want to do. I can be, you know, unshowered all day long if I want to. So it's not as stressful. It is not as stressful of an environment, Mm -hmm. but that anxiety and that stress just started to like leave. Yeah. Well, and aside from the sugar, when our hormones are out of balance too, that causes more stress and anxiety, whether it's coming from an inflamed gut, it's coming from low progesterone, thyroid problems, like, you know, whatever it is, it's all kind of wrapped into one at some point. So that, you know, healing that also helps with the anxiety, but yeah, Mm -hmm. that's interesting. I love that. And the other thing I didn't expect was I thought it was shoes. I thought it was, you know, just like not stretching enough, but my Achilles went from like a, you know, eight to 10 pain scale every day, every day down to like a one to two, maybe the worst, like a three, Amazing. you know, I can walk like, like, again, I walked five and a half miles today, you know, pain-free so good. And I did not expect trying to balance hormones and learning about food was going to affect my Achilles. So I would be willing to bet, like I'd take this idea to the bank <laughs> that for anyone who's got a weird thing going on, it could probably be solved with a major lifestyle change because yes. it's all connected. I had no idea. Yeah. So that's been one of the most unexpected gifts, I guess, is just like getting to move without pain. I love that. I remember when you were telling me that, uh, and that was the first client who has ever had an Achilles pain and then had it go away. And I was like, oh my God, so cool. Yeah. And that could be from your inflammation going down. It could be from your blood sugar balancing out. Probably one of those two things, they're kind of tied together, but that is like, what a gift because I mean, literally you have to walk 
all, always everywhere, whether you're walking yeah. for exercise or just walking around your house, like so amazing. I love that. So great. Yeah. Well, and then the, um, the thing that like I sort of expected to happen and did happen and just feels so much better than I ever could have imagined is just feeling so much more confident in planning out food and grabbing food and having Mm. strategies. Like I think that's the number one main thing anybody can expect when working with you is just coming out the other side with actual tangible strategies for how to navigate the grocery store. Right. And do it in a way that feels really, really good. And then you're willing and open to put in all of the mindset work. Like you'll just come out feeling like a totally different person. Oh my God. I love that. And just random questions popping to my head. And I'm curious, were you nervous about entering a group coaching program? Did you feel like you weren't going to get any one-on-one attention? Did you feel like it was like, how was that for you? I'm just curious. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. Um, I maybe like the first call felt a little like a little nervous, you know, Mm -hmm. but when one woman starts to bear her soul, like get out of the way, everybody's (laughs) going to do it. Right. Like seriously. (laughs) And (laughs) I don't remember who went first, but it's just, it was, yeah, but it just, I felt like I could just tell the truth. Right. Because you're you're also from a practical standpoint, like, you know, paying for it. Right. So like, don't hold on to your stuff, like let it, let it out. Right. And just say what it is that you're struggling with. Because if you hold back for fear of judgment or shame, then you're not going to come out the other end, a different person, you know? So Mm. it's just about being honest and just (laughs) letting it all hang out. And just, you're in this, you're just, you're in this together. And it's almost like in a tough love way, like you got to get over yourself and just be honest. You know, I love that. I never ever felt any judgment from like you or from any of the other women like that I did this with. Like it was Mm -hmm. really supportive and really interesting and really helpful, you know? So maybe like a little bit of nerves at first, but that left the building really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. That's like obviously that's my hope because that's why I started doing group coaching programs instead of only doing one on one because it's true, it's a lot easier to hold back when it's just one-on-one, right? When you, like you said, when one woman opens up, it allows other people to be, it gives other people permission, not the permission that they need it, but it gives them permission to be like, okay, this is safe. I could talk about my stuff too. And Mm -hmm. obviously as the calls progress, we get a lot more open and more comfortable with each other, but okay, Mm -hmm. great. I just was so curious about that. Um, Okay. So anything else that you want to leave someone with, obviously we're going to link in the show notes where you could find Megan on Instagram. If you connected with her story, please DM her and talk to her about it. She would love that. She has a podcast that is amazing. I actually was on there. I did an episode on there. We'll link that and her podcast below. Um, the power within is it called, right? Her. The power within her. Okay. The power within Mm her. Um, amazing. But yeah, anything that you want to leave the woman who's sitting here and is like, I know that there's more that I could be fulfilling in life. Like I know there's more that I could be doing. I know that my health is really kind of holding me back, but I'm scared because I don't know if what I have is different from someone else. Maybe it won't be able to be healed. Like just that woman who maybe you were a couple of years ago, like what would you say to her? Oh man. I would just like want to grip her by the shoulders <laughs> and just be like, I'm your best friend right now. And I just, you have to do this. 
-hmm. You have to do this for you. You have to do this, you know, for your partner, for your family, like for your dog, your baby, like whatever Mm -hmm. it is, like you have to do this for you and for all these other people, because you've got hopes and you've got goals and dreams and all this stuff that you want to do, but you can't do it. If you don't have your health, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You cannot get where you want to go if you don't have a healthy body to do that with, right? And you might feel like crap right now, (laughs) or you might feel awkward right now because you can't poop. You don't have a period, like (laughs) something's going on and you might feel embarrassed about it, but you know what? It it doesn't matter because you can't, you can't fix it if you can't tell someone about it and be open and willing enough and vulnerable enough to try. So this is your sign (laughs) that you need to jump in and get the help and the resources and the strategies and tools that you need because it truly is transformative. Oh my God, Megan, I love you. This is one of my favorite conversations. (laughs) You're so amazing. Just like your brain, your energy. Like, I'm just so excited to have worked with you. And now we're going to continue working together in a different format, nothing to do with our health, but in podcasting world, um, which I'm super excited (laughs) about. But if any of this like resonated with you, if you feel like you could connect with any of this right now, there is early bird pricing going on for Mind Your Hormones 101. It's a 12 week group coaching program. Clearly all these things we were talking about connects back to that. That's the program that Megan was in. And we are going to be starting the week of July 12th, but the early bird pricing is going to be ending on Friday, July 2nd. So if you are listening to that before then, you could look in the show notes for more information. DM me if you just want to ask me about it. We could set up a complimentary call to talk about it and just like see if you're a good fit, anything like that. I just am here to serve as many people who are willing to put in the work and call their shot and just be like, hey, I need help with this. And I feel like I connect with you and your story and Megan's story and all the other women that have been going through this. So um, Megan, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for you and all that you brought. Thank you for being so honest and open and vulnerable with everybody. You are amazing. Oh, thank you so much. It was an absolute honor to be here. Yay. Okay, everyone. I will talk to you soon and I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.